trigger warning. This podcast contains details from emotional abuse survivors. Welcome back to Emotional Abuse is Real. Today, I'll be talking to you about Mike, an emotional abuse survivor. Please note that Mike is a pseudonym for this person's real name. And for additional privacy reasons, I'll be telling his story in my voice. I should also mention that I did interview Mike directly, and I have his full permission to share his experience. So without further ado, here's Mike's story. Young love can be a beautiful thing. Your whole lives are ahead of you, and the possibilities seem endless, right? But sometimes, when you're in the throes of love, and you're still barely out of college, it's easy to miss the signs that things aren't as rosy, or rather, as healthy as they should be. Mike got engaged to the woman who would become his first wife not long after graduating from college. He was in his early 20s then, But even now, he admits that he should have paid better attention to a major red flag that he initially dismissed as wedding stress. From the time we got engaged to the time we got married, he told me, I pretty much slept on the couch. But the real signs of emotional abuse manifested in the way Mike's wife controlled their relationship and isolated Mike from his family and friends. He tells me that a recurring issue in their marriage was how she refused to attend family functions and get-togethers with his friends, instead encouraging him to go without her. It was when Mike came home that he suddenly became the villain, with his wife berating him for choosing his family and friends over her. Other red flags that emerged throughout Mike's 10-year marriage? Once his wife got pregnant, early on, I might add, It was roughly the last time they shared a bed. Mike also told me that during this marriage, he, quote, pretty much lost every friend that he had. And that while he was regularly chastised for spending time with his friends and family, she had no qualms about publicly trashing him whenever they went out with her friends. I was always the bad one, Mike tells me reiterating that he slept on the couch for the majority of his decade-long marriage. When I asked why he remained with his wife for so long, his answer was hardly surprising. He stuck around for his son. The relationship finally reached rock bottom when, one night, Mike noticed his wife had checked her email on his laptop and was still logged on. Now, while I don't condone going through someone else's emails, I can excuse Mike's privacy breach in exchange for the universe sending him such a crystal clear message. While reading his wife's emails, Mike discovered that she had not only been verbally attacking him with her friends via email, but she was also cheating on him with multiple partners. Although Mike and his wife floated the idea of couples therapy after he confronted her about her infidelity, he knew it was a pointless endeavor and they separated shortly afterward. When Mike started dating again, he crossed paths with a young woman who, in his words, had a passion for mushrooms. But doing mushrooms, he says, 
helped him to unlock some introspective thoughts. And those thoughts were the realization that he had been emotionally abused by his wife. Equipped with a better understanding of what had happened, courtesy of both the mushrooms and a professional therapist, Mike set out to rebuild his relationship with his family and friends. What was so monumental about the timing of when Mike ended his marriage was he now had the opportunity to repair his relationship with his father, which he did before his dad died in 2013. Eventually, Mike began fixing his relationships with his other family members and friends. But even the healing was a painful process. In our interview, Mike told me that one of the biggest things he lost in his marriage was himself. I was a shell of the person that I am, he says. When his mom told him, it's nice to have you back, he didn't hesitate to tell me how much that comment hurt, regardless of how true it was. Mike is also happily married now, joking that his mom and second wife gang up on him all the time, which I don't know about you, but to me that signifies a very healthy relationship. (laughs) So as we conclude Mike's story, I also want to share with you some of the wisdom he gleaned from his experience. First of all, His experience serves as a reminder that emotional abuse can happen to anyone, even white, heterosexual, cisgender males, the so-called, as Mike described himself, protected class. Mike also warns that your emotional abuser generally knows you better than anyone else. And because of that, they know exactly the right buttons to push to get you under their control. But most importantly, Mike implored to me the same thing that I'm trying to get across with this podcast. We need to talk about emotional abuse because, as he said, people still don't think it's real. Yes, Mike, you've inspired the name of this podcast, so I thank you for that. He also went on to say that, again, Emotional abuse is just as damaging as physical abuse. Just because you're not being punched or kicked or beaten, that doesn't mean you're not being abused. So on that note, I'll leave you with his last words of advice. Don't dismiss someone else's story because it doesn't sound like a big deal. And I couldn't agree with him more. Someone else's story may not sound like a big deal to you, but to the victim, the person living with that kind of verbal and emotional abuse, it's soul-crushing. Fortunately for Mike, he found a way to live his best life after emotional abuse, and I thank him for sharing his story for this podcast. Thank you once again for listening to Emotional Abuse is Real. And if you would like to share your emotional abuse story here on the podcast, please don't hesitate to reach out at hello at sereneleads.com. That's hello at S-A-R-E-N-E-L-E-E-D-S dot com. Or you can DM me through Instagram at sereneleadswrites, 
S-A-R-E-N-E-L-E-E-D-S-W-R-I-T-E-S. Also, please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Please note that this podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional mental health services. If you are a victim of emotional abuse and need help, please call or text the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.